This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hey guys, I just wanted to mention a bit of a trigger warning here. I do discuss suicide in this podcast episode. If that's something that you just don't want to hear about at this point in your life, it might be best to just give this podcast episode a bit of a skip. All right, big love. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. Okay, today's podcast episode, well, it hasn't really gone to plan because my plan was to answer your voice memos for this podcast, which I'm super excited to be doing, but I've decided to change that at the last minute. Now, the reason for this is because I mentioned on my Instagram, I think it was last week about how I was taking a bit of a break from Instagram and then I had sort of a really horrible event happen in my life and I thought about sharing a little bit about my own mental health and I guess like in the hopes that you guys, if you are struggling at the moment, would feel less alone. It's a very vulnerable thing to talk about, but I feel like in vulnerability, that's when we can really connect with each other. And to be honest with you, I don't really, I don't really have anything to hide. I'm very much an open book. But talking about my mental health is something that still makes me really nervous. It is still something that's, oh, it just feels a little bit cringy. I don't know if any of you have read uh, any of, oh, what is her name? That is so annoying. She's like my favorite author. And of course, it has just absolutely slipped my mind right now. Uh, anyway, she talks about a vulnerability hangover. This, her name is going to come to me, trust me, in the middle of this podcast episode. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway. Basically, when you're vulnerable about something and you share something, how afterwards you overthink it and you think, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have shared that much, which I'm sure you guys have experienced. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that thing that we shared, we shouldn't have shared. It's just that vulnerability is a scary thing. And we do have this feeling that when we're vulnerable and people can really see us and see our weaknesses, that they will somehow think less of us. And that's just not true. I always think in the hardest parts of my own life, I've always sought out I've always sought out stories from people that have been through the same thing as me. So I felt number one, less alone, and number two, that it wasn't going to stay like this forever. And so that's what I'm really hoping that this podcast episode is for all of you guys. And I want to be more open and vulnerable with my podcast to be able to connect with you. There are going to be like a lot of changes coming up very soon with the podcast, which I am so excited for. And these changes really align with, I guess, the person I am today. The past 12 months have been so transformative for me in so many different ways that I guess like my lease on life and my view on life and outlook has changed significantly. And I think through the mistakes that I've made and the hard things that I've gone through that I feel like if I can share that with you all, it's going to be beneficial in that I, I'm sure the stuff that I've been through, a lot of you have also been through and maybe currently are going through. So the reason I'm recording this podcast episode is because last week, a very, very close person to me and trigger warning right now, um, I'm going to be talking about suicide, but a very close person to me uh, tried to take their own life and... I love this person more than 
um, I can even put into words. And the the light that they bring to my life and to those around them and the amazing qualities that they have and the kind heart that they have is so appreciated by everyone around them and also by me. You know, they are like such a big part of my life. And I thought about how how hard it is when you're in a position where you feel like there's no hope that that would be your only option. And it was heartbreaking to think that this person felt that way when they are such an integral part of so many people's worlds and are just such an incredibly valuable person on this planet. And it just got me really reflecting on my own journey with my own mental health. And I've shared little bits and pieces about the past 12 months and how difficult it's been for me. I've been through a divorce and funny enough, I actually just officially legally became divorced yesterday. Um, and I was been really reflecting on my life and I guess the hard times and what I've learned through those hard times. Now, I have had, I guess my journey with mental health started back when I had an eating disorder. That was my, I guess like growing up, I, I can look back now and think I, I definitely did have anxiety, but I wasn't quite aware of it. So my anxiety manifested in being very rigid, very routine. Even as a young girl, I would always make sure my room was spick and span and I really needed to just have things in order, like routine, not being in routine would completely throw me off. I think a big part of that was because I felt like I was somewhat in control. So I didn't realize that was anxiety, but I I feel like that was potentially something that, um, sorry, oh my gosh, my nose is running. I didn't even bring tissues here. Um, sorry for anyone that's watching on YouTube. Um, that kind of manifested in that way. Right. So as I got older, I, I ended up having an eating disorder, which you guys know about, anorexia, which landed me in hospital and made me really unwell. Now, thinking back to that again, that was very circumstantial. So that was my environment that I was in at the time. I was in a very unhealthy environment. I had um, I had some traumatic events kind of happen and I wasn't quite sure how to process that. I felt very alone at that time and before I knew it, I had this full-blown eating disorder and I didn't even – I remember going to the doctor and him saying – diagnosing me with anorexia and I thought what like me anorexia I remember thinking of um these tv shows in Australia they would always it was called a current affair and they'd always have these girls these young girls on there that would refuse to eat and they looked so skinny and you'd look at them and you'd be like how can you not see what I'm seeing like you need to eat and I never even recognized myself in that girl until it was pointed out to me Anyway, I sought help for that. You guys know a bit about my journey around that. But the the things that have kind of lingered on in my life have been definitely anxiety and depression. My anxiety and depression for I think is the same with like probably a lot of people can be situational. Uh, I think at heart I'm a very positive person. I love life. I love people. But I've spent a lot of my life in environments that uh, have been very toxic And as a result, a coping mechanism for me has been to control. So I felt in control of certain things. And that didn't just look like back when I had my eating disorder, when I controlled food and exercise, but it also looked like how clean my house was, like absolute clean freak. Like I said, routine and order was always very important to me. Planning ahead was always really very important to me. And that was just the way that I kind of dealt with a situation that I was in. Um depression 
also was situational. I, um, I guess like if I go back a little bit, a couple of years ago, I got diagnosed with complex, complex post-traumatic stress disorder from prolonged trauma that I was in. I get really emotional. And this really manifested in me feeling really sad a lot of the time, but also um, disassociating. And you may have heard of this before and maybe you've experienced it in your own life, but it's when things are too difficult that you just emotionally cut off from those around you and just literally from the world. And I remember just walking around feeling like I was the boy in the bubble, like looking at people and feeling so perplexed at how they were connecting with each other. I just could not connect with people. It was a really horrible feeling. And I spent a couple of years actually feeling that way. And I thought it was depression and I didn't realize I had no idea what disassociation was. And it was a way that my brain was trying to keep me safe and um, I guess deal with the trauma. Anyway, throughout um, my 20s, I really struggled and I wasn't quite aware that a lot of these behaviors that I was doing which was self-isolation having to control what I was eating how much exercise I was doing how routine I was how clean I kept the house were all coping mechanisms for the fact that I was incredibly sad incredibly anxious and very depressed I also felt like I was somebody that um, didn't like receiving sympathy. And that's a big reason why I do find it hard to open up is because I hate the idea that people think I'm sharing things for attention. I actually hate attention on me, which I know seems really strange because I'm on social media and everything, but I cringe when people look at me. I, I don't actually like eyes on me and I don't like attention on me. Um, and so for me, letting people in and communicating how I was feeling I was always worried that number one I didn't have a relevant reason to be sad that there was always people that were worse off but also I didn't want that attention in a way I didn't want the help and maybe part of that was the fact that I had trust issues which I definitely do have trust issues that I'm working on uh however I was really isolated in that and I think if I had reached out and sought help earlier that I would be able to recognize that these behaviors really weren't helpful and that I could find additional behaviors or habits that would be able to help me cope with the feelings that I was feeling and actually probably more importantly allow myself to feel those feelings because what I did for the majority of my 20s is feel so terrified of facing what was making me sad that I tried to just cancel out that noise with anything that kept me distracted anything like I would not sit still I wouldn't let my mind be still it was go 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 all the time exercise all the time uh, just like just doing stuff that was completely time wasting so I wouldn't have to sit with my own thoughts and a big lesson that I've learned is that we all have times that we feel flat and we feel bad and you actually need to allow yourself to feel all of those feelings because if you don't, you suppress them, they will come up at some point. It's like a volcano. You can suppress it as much as you possibly can, but at some point it's going to explode 
and things are going to rise to the surface and it's going to be worse because you've you've squashed down all of these emotions and all of these hurts and fears for years and years and years and years and as that build up that builds up that explosion is going to be even bigger where if you had just dealt with things as they had come along they're much easier to tackle and that was a big mistake that I made in my 20s and something that I have had to learn over the past couple of years Now, if we fast forward to the past 12 months, the past 12 months have been by far the most difficult of my entire life. And I've been through some really hard things in my life. You know, I've been very blessed in other ways as well. Once again, there's always someone that is worse off. But, you know, I've had my fair share of life's hit me, just like it's hit you in different ways. But the past 12 months were horrendous, so horrendous. And there was a lot um, that I was dealing with and... Uh, behind the scenes I suppose when you're running a business is you kind of can't fall down into a heap Uh, especially like I became financially um, independent and so I needed to keep a roof over my head I couldn't stop working that was really very challenging because I really feel if I look back I, I did need a rest and I needed a break but I had to grind throughout that period and I've I feel like I've somewhat made it out the other end the worst of it anyway Obviously, I had a breakdown of a relationship, which was very difficult. But alongside that, what was probably the most difficult thing was that I had to completely rebuild myself. Now, you may have been in a position similar to me where you've had to cut out certain people from your life or you've decided that you want different things from your life. And you're in this awkward position where you're transitioning out of who people thought you were or who you were or who you thought people wanted you to be and so you put that mask on and you became that person to please others and then you realize that's not the life that you want and so you begin this transition process. However, that in-between stage is really, really awkward because you're finding out who you are, you're finding out what makes you happy and along the way you're losing everything. You're losing the life that you had and so it's a very isolating, very lonely place and over the past 12 months I have felt such sadness more than I would ever hope to feel ever again and helplessness and hopelessness and loneliness and loneliness is something I want to touch on too because it's very like kind of taboo and you can feel a bit stupid saying you're lonely and that you don't have anyone and that you've got no friends and if that's you right now I want to let you know that it's actually really normal and the majority of us go through it. It's normal to feel isolated and lonely and that you don't have people in your corner. It's not nice. It's probably one of the worst feelings ever. I remember one night feeling so deprived of like human interaction that I was just desperate. I was like, I got to pay someone to hug me. (laughs) I felt so isolated and alone and it was almost a physical pain, that, that pain of loneliness. Looking back, if I could give some advice on those times, it would be just to reach out and to reach out to somebody that you trust. And sometimes we feel like we there's not many people that we can trust. And what I've learned is that it's much better to have a, a small amount of people, a few people in your life that are rooting for you, that believe in you, rather than having a whole bunch of people that are so surface level or that don't accept you for exactly who you are. It is so shallow, but it's those real connections, those people that you can go to and be completely vulnerable and be like, hey, I'm feeling alone here. I need help. And they're there for you with zero judgment. They're the people that you want in your life. So with loneliness sort of put aside, that's a really hard emotion to feel and 
really terrible situation to kind of be in and I feel like I felt the full force of that. I want to talk about feeling helpless and hopeless. A really big lesson that I learned and that really helped me overcome the darkest times in my life is that I hung on desperately to the fact that I knew that nothing lasts forever. And always, you guys know, it's like, I should trademark this, but I talk about seasons in your fitness and nutrition journey. And I talk about how those seasons are going to look different. So your season that you're in right now is going to look different to the season that you're in six months ago. And that's because we evolve and change. Life is... Life can change in an instant. Like tomorrow you could be in a completely different season of your life due to circumstances. Now, that's scary, but in part it's also comforting because when you are going through really hard times, there is an end date to the season that you're in. And sometimes it's purely just about grinding. It is about doing the bare minimum. I was talking to a client the other day and she was really disappointed that she, in this particular instance, she's going through some stuff and she hadn't done all her workouts and wasn't tracking and I was like listen you need to be really realistic with the season of life that you're in and how your expectations have changed or need to change because you're in a new season and what you're trying to do is you're bringing in these expectations or behaviors that you did do prior maybe when life was much easier and now you're telling yourself "Uh, -uh, I need to do this right now as well with all of this stuff going on I think that can just absolutely compound things I know for me, I had to let go of so many expectations and even things that I did in the past that helped me. I just couldn't physically do it. And so knowing that in this season, number one, it's not going to last forever, but also I need to, I need to change maybe my habits or I need to lower my expectations. So I just get through this period of my life. And do you know what? That's awesome. I should be celebrating the fact that I got up, had a shower and went for a walk today the same way I would celebrate if six months ago I was in a different place and I was able to train five days per week and meal prep every week. There needs to be the same amount of self-compassion and you cheering yourself on depending on where you're at in that stage of life. Otherwise, all you do is feel worse about yourself. And when we feel worse about ourselves, and we have this negative dialogue about how we're not good enough, how we can't do anything, yet we're feeling depressed and we're already feeling really bad about ourselves, we're just making the situation worse. And it's actually not motivating for us to want to change or to want to improve. We just feel defeated. And that's how we go. We're never going to get out of this. When in fact, it is a new season and this season will have an end date, but it's going to look completely different to the previous one. After um, this happened to this person in my life the other week, I was, I guess I was compelled to be honest with you guys about how I struggle too. And that is because it is the human experience. And it doesn't matter how quote unquote successful you look, how rich you are, how much fame you have. Being a human and being imperfect is something that we all deal with and life is something that we all deal with and my mentor said to me when I was going through this really difficult time and it's something that has really stuck with me and it was a shift in my mindset and he said to me and to be honest with you when he first said it to me it kind of pissed me off (laughs) because I was like 
yeah, easy for you to say, but in this moment, I feel like I'm dying. Like, this is so hard. And he said to me, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And my first reaction was like, yeah, that's lovely. But right now I'm struggling to like even get through the day. So yeah, thank you. But all this like horrible stuff has happened and and how can I view it that way? And it took me some time to really dwell on it. And I thought, well, the difference between, the only difference between me feeling somewhat okay today and feeling terrible today is the way that I am viewing the circumstances that I am in. And I want to just make a little caveat here because I've also been deeply depressed before and sometimes you just don't have that mental strength to even think that way. <laughs> so I understand that point of view and I, I would always obviously recommend going and making sure you're seeing a doctor, seeing a therapist and working through that because sometimes you can feel so low that just trying to change your mindset is like almost impossible. And I really feel like sometimes there's a need for medication Then I've been on medication. I've, I'm all for it if it works for you. I just wanted to put that little caveat in there. But that was a real game changer for me because I thought, well, okay, as hard as it is, and on those days where I felt like I couldn't change my mindset, I was adamant that I was going to do my best to even view little small things in my life as a means to learn as opposed to it being me, the victim of life. I wanted to take back that power. And the way that I was able to reshift the way that I thought about things was – I kind of felt and I have felt in my life hard done by in some ways. And I think we all have, right? And that's a very victim mentality kind of thing. I'm not proud of saying that I have felt like that, but I have. I felt very angry at certain people, at certain situations. And that wasn't really getting me anywhere. All it was was keeping me stuck and feeling sorry for myself, which didn't help. And that line of life happens to us, sorry, life happens for us, not to us change that for me because I thought, well, I'm going to take back my power. What I realized is that I was giving this power to my situation, to the people that had hurt me, and I was giving them more of me. So not only had I felt like they had taken something from me, maybe they had taken opportunities from me, they had taken love from me, they had used me, whatever it is and whatever situation you're in where you're angry at somebody who's misused you and there's a valid reason to feel angry. If we continue to stew in that, all that happens is we give that person more of us. We lose more of our life to them because we're not taking ownership of our own life now. And I realize that at any point, and for you, at any point in your life, you're actually in control of every single decision that you make, which is a very powerful thing. And so I decided, screw it. I am not going to let circumstances, people take one more ounce of me. And this sounds really much easier said than done, but it just looked like every time I felt sorry for myself or I felt like I couldn't achieve something because of a certain person, I was just like, no, like, no, I am going to live the life that I want to live. And that requires me to take action today and to not stew on what has happened in the past and maybe how that's going to keep me from pursuing things in the future. And it was kind of like this wake up for me and this total mind shift. And like I said, it's it's something, it's a work in progress. And I think I would never be at the point where it's like, yeah, no, nah, I never feel upset or angry or I never feel like I'm a victim. I think it's a part of just human nature that that's just what we do. But I refuse to make it a habit in my life. And since then, what's happened is, is opportunities have opened up. Now, 
life for me has still not been smooth sailing. I've still had horrible stuff happen. Well, horrible, but well, yeah, actually horrible <laughs> stuff happen and things haven't gone to plan and I've lost out on opportunities and decisions I've made have been really terrible decisions. Like I've made so many mistakes over this past 12 months. It's been unreal. However, I've decided to think of everything as a learning lesson and also decide that every decision I make is my own decision for the life that I want to lead. And that's really been a game changer for me. This is what I'm hoping I can help my friend with is understanding that no matter what past hurt has happened to them to make them feel the way that they are right now is that they have this beautiful opportunity of life and every single day is a real gift. It's a real gift, but we can sometimes not view it as a gift if we aren't thinking right and if we aren't in the right mindset. Once again, if you're really stuck and I know what it's like being stuck in a loop of anxiety where you can't kind of break those negative thought patterns, then absolutely seeking medical help is really important and I really encourage people to do that. However, I always feel like there are certain things that we can control, whether they be tiny or whether they be large, whether that is today that one thought that always pops in my head, I am going to try and shift it and change it into a positive and that could just be one of the many bad thoughts that you have start small don't put high expectations on yourself and know that at any point you're actually in control of your life and that life happens to all of us and you're not alone this episode was a massive ramble but that's kind of what I wanted it to be I just wanted to get off my chest how I was feeling and just sharing with you all that I'm human and we're all human And the beautiful thing about being human is that when we share our human experiences, we feel less alone, we feel more connected and we realize that maybe what we're going through isn't actually as bad as what we think it is. When we're left alone with our own thoughts to ruminate, sometimes we can catastrophize things. When we understand, oh, this person's been through this as well and they've overcome this as well, it's incredibly encouraging. And I, throughout my journey, always sought out people that I felt I looked up to. So mentors or people that were really successful in business or whatever it is. And I would listen to their darkest times and tell their stories, whether that be on podcasts and, or in books about how they struggled. And for me, that was so encouraging because I thought, well, they've still gone on to achieve X, Y, Z. And in fact, some of them still continue to deal with these things, deal with poor mental health and still achieve stuff. It's not something that's going to keep you stuck for the rest of your life unless you allow it to. All right, I think I'm going to leave that there. Thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you enjoy these kinds of chit chats and me being honest and vulnerable and you want to hear more, please let me know. Um, I'd love to hear it. I'm definitely going to have a vulnerability hangover after recording this. I'll wake up tomorrow panicking. But uh, the biggest lesson I've learned in my life is that sharing, giving, being kind and being vulnerable will make a positive impact on others. And that's where joy is. And that's where... Um, contentment is and happiness and I truly hope that this is going to be some form of comfort for you so that you don't feel alone and obviously my dms are always open if you just want to send a message to me that's exactly what I'm here for well if you enjoyed the podcast episode guys if you haven't already please subscribe rate and review the podcast I give away a Gymshark voucher once per month for anyone that does leave a rating or review screenshot it send it through to my Instagram either my podcast Instagram which is girlfit method podcast or the girlfit method Instagram account until next time guys big love coach tash mm-hmm.